Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Alright then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present this podcast to you. In all its glory, they are the bearded wonders, the twin sons from different mothers. He is Blake, he is Sal, and together they are the Blake and Sal Show. And if you're not okay with that, I have two words for you. South Show, episode number 355, the first show, 2021. I'm your host, Blake, and bring on my co-host, first of all, the biggest deal in podcasting, Sal, how you doing? Um, is there a general consensus here that everyone is super excited that 2020 is over? Because the theme of this beginning is just very uh, obvious. We're seeing the point here. Um, let's bring on our other co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Dad. How you doing? Doing well. And I am just flipping happy that 2020 is out of the books, out of this place. And we're here to start fresh in 2021. All right. On the line, our um, special guest for the year-end show. Let's bring on my beautiful yet exhausted wife, Mandy. How you doing? I'm good. I have my fuzzy pillow. I have my homework. I have my coquito. I'm done with work for the year. Life's good. All right. So what was the song that just ended? Open up the show. Uh, this is, uh, the group is called Avenue Beat. And the song is called 
F2020. <laughs> yes, I, I like it. I like it. The cold open, by the way, was something I literally been sitting on since the summer, and that was on fuck the shit I'm out. I, I had to save it for the minute I saw our New Year's show was going to be the first show in 2021. I'm like, I know exactly what we're doing to open up the show. <laughs> exactly what we're doing. Where is that from? I, I don't even the know. The worst part is, is that's from our son's playlist. Yes, yeah, that is found that from song. my son's playlist. <laughs> <laughs> Which means he found it from YouTube. Yes, so there you go. I don't know. It was listed as a theme song or something, so I have no idea where that's from. <laughs> So it's right, nice. Bad. We have a lot to do. So let's get into things. Help support the show. Find all the platforms you can find the show and other projects we work on at theblackandsouthshow.com. Sal. Uh, yes. And you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, um, uh, riot gear, and more from our T Public <laughs> store. Uh, click on the T Public link on our site or go to uh, T Public and search the Blake and Sal show. Little item. Actually. Oh, and then below the hey, collar. Hey. You forgot to mention that. We're not doing oh, that anymore. I bet. Below the collar. That's all there. Hey, don't oh, we have a Blake show noisemakers? No, no, no. Not actually available. Sorry. All right. Um, let's go to commercial. We'll come back. I got to plug a couple things, and then we'll get into things. All right. First things first. This is New Year's Day. Yesterday, I hosted the 2020 MMX Awards over at the MMX Hub on YouTube. You can go watch that. Three, five, the Mighty Ducks. One best weekly show. So there you oh, go. Yay. Yes, so that happened. So that was pretty cool. Um, this past Monday, I was on the All About the Mentality podcast looking back at 2020 and our awful, awful predictions and looking ahead to 2021. So there you go. All right, let's get into our show. Um, we'll start in our entertainment section like we do every year. And this is interesting because we always start with movies, except the movie theaters have pretty much been closed since March except for like old releases. So um, we opened it up to streaming this year for that very mm -hmm. reason. Um, we have our top three movies of the year. Instead of going individually, we'll just go around. Mandy, on CJ's behind me, give me a hug saying hi. Um, <laughs> so let's start here. Sal, we'll just read off your top three and tell us why. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so my top three movies uh, for the year, um, I chose... Uh, Bad Boys for Life, okay. uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and Mulan. How was Sonic the Hedgehog? I don't remember talking about it. I had no other options. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Our, our options it was a cute movie. I liked it. Yeah. Our options were low, too, so don't feel bad. <laughs> don't feel bad about that. Um, honey, you want to jump in, so I want to throw it to you. <laughs> go ahead. Go um, my three are Candace Against the Universe, which is the Phineas and Ferb like, wrap-up movie. Oh, I still it haven't seen cute. that. It was cute. We haven't seen Mulan, and I want to see Mulan. So, um, All Together Now, which is a Netflix movie based on a book, which is really good. It's about a homeless girl. And number one, which should shock absolutely no one, it was the only movie that we saw in theaters this year, which was the Impractical Jokers movie. Yes. Mm. Very, very true. Um, Dad, go ahead. You do it. I would pick Mulan, the one and only Ivan. And Birds of Prey, the Emancipation of Harley Quinn. Fair enough. Um, for me, I, I put a note in here that I did not count Hamilton. I didn't count the Constitution means to me because they were actually filmed Broadway shows and not movies. So I didn't count them. So for the record. Um, for me, I actually went my top three are movies. Other than all together now. 
we really didn't see a lot of other movies. So obviously the prom, which I loved, Phoenix and Ferb, Candidates Against the Universe, which was so much fun. Did not expect it to be as much fun as it was. And of course, honey, I'm with you. The only movie we saw in theaters this year, it's really strange now looking back, the Apocalypse Jokers movie. That was so much fun. And I can't wait to watch it again on HBO Max. Yep. So, all right, honey, we talked about this. So I think we're going to go first on this one. Worst movie of the year. We both have the same movie. So, honey, why don't you tell us what the, for us, the worst movie of the year was? Okay, so this one snuck in at the last minute because I honestly didn't have an answer because I purposely don't watch shitty movies. Same here. And I honestly put this down as a joke, but then Blake said he had done the same thing. So the worst movie of the year was A Recipe for Seduction, the KFC movie. <laughs> so bad! That was so terrible! <laughs> is, is that the one where Mario Lopez yeah. and Sanders? It was so yeah. bad! <laughs> it was so bad, but I couldn't turn away. Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> it, was, it was like a train wreck? Yeah, it was an absolute train wreck, but it was so delightful, it was just bad. How did Mario Lopez sound? He was like fun. Mario Lopez with gray hair. <laughs> talking about, talking I mean, about like, a secret like, recipe. Was he, was he creepy? <laughs> he was sounded he creepy like an elderly like... AC Slater. <laughs> so just like he wore that stamp at a belt. Oh! <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyway. We'll, we'll, we'll get to anyway, so, we'll get that. So you're telling me he acted like a... Uh... He acted like you should go next. Go. Sure. Worth movie. Go. Bill and Ted face the music. Wow. I, I did not Worst hear that. movie ever. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that one's Siskel and Ebert. That surprised me. Thank that you. one surprised me. Sal? I give it no stars. Uh, I chose Doolittle because I had high hopes for it, and it was a fucking shit show. I, I, oh, I, I, had, I liked it. I had zero hope for that. That's why I didn't see it. <laughs> I, I, I liked it. I thought it was comical. It was awful. Anyway. Yeah, so let's move on. This Now, the next category was not a category last year. But, <laughs> but 2020 has been weird. So um, we, I put down top five documentaries of the year. For me, I didn't include WWE documentaries, but anyone else that felt like it can. Um, so... Dad, why don't you start us off? What'd you put down for your five documentaries of the year? Yeah, let me go. Let me go back to my cliff notes. You have you homework. It's not that difficult. Okay, all right. I thought Tiger you had physical King. paper there. Tiger King. Okay, number five. Wait, you watched Tiger King? When did you watch Tiger King? Yes. When you guys were done with it, I watched it. You never told okay. me. <laughs> Tiger King number five, McMillions number two, or I said four. Number three, <laughs> B Water, a documentary about Bruce Lee. Number two, The Last Dance. Okay. And number one, BG's documentary, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Okay. That's a good list, actually. It's a very good list. Um, Sal, go ahead. Hey, right, so uh, I put the uh, You Cannot Kill David Arquette as number five. I'm oh, counting okay. that as a documentary. That um, I picked uh, McMillions also for my number four. Uh, that was fantastic, by the way, if you haven't watched it. Okay. Um, yep. The Hillary documentary, it was like a four-part uh, thing. I forgot where they streamed it from. Uh, number two, I picked American Murder, The Family Next Door, that whole Chris Watts thing. 
And my number one, obviously, Tiger King, because uh, Tiger King was the best thing to come out of uh, this pandemic. <laughs> Fair enough. No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Dad didn't say the last ride. I'm very surprised about that. Um, honey, go ahead. Number five, I have the documentary that started pandemic for us, Cheer. Oh, Cheer. Yeah, good call. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, um, so, <laughs> side note, I had to watch two documentaries in the past four days to actually have a list. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my, my number four is one of them that I just watched. It was um, A Secret Love, which is about um, an elderly lesbian couple. One of them was actually part of the baseball teams that were in a league of their own. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was it was actually very interesting because they had to keep their love super secret, and then at the end they got married. I, so, I think I heard about that on the Illegal um, One podcast. Number three is yeah, it it was it was good. Um, so the number three is Tiger King. Number two is Athlete A, which is about um the Larry Nassar scandal okay. and just how fucked up and just how fucked up the world of Olympics is. Or sorry, gymnastics. And then um, number one, because I didn't get the third documentary in that I wanted to watch. So I just lumped all of the WWE Chronicles together and made it one large documentary at number sure. one. What's funny about that is that me and Andy one night actually like binged a whole bunch of Chronicles in like one night. One night. Like we literally like, mm-hmm. we watched that one. That was 20 minutes. We watched another one. That's like 20 minutes. We did this for one whole Point night. Point of order. What? Point of order. Do WWE... Chronicles count or do not yeah. count? I count them. I just didn't include them in my list. You can include them if you want to. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and if you're choosing me to pick one, it'll have to be the Kevin Owens one because it's a half hour of sexiness. <laughs> well, the funny part is the reason I didn't include WWE is because like the Edge documentary could be on here, the Let's Ride could be on here, the KO Chronicle, the yeah. Lee Chronicle, like you can keep going. Okay. So like, um, anyway, my list, Tiger King number five. Um, Howard, the documentary on Disney Plus about Howard Ashman. That's really, really good. Uh, Into the Unknown, The Making of Frozen 2, which it's, it's like my, it, I loved it because I love behind the scenes Disney stuff. So that's a great one. Um, we are Freestyle Love Supreme. We are Freestyle Love Supreme, which was fantastic. And The Last Dance, which I actually wrote in parentheses here Netflix slash ESPN because I know I watched it on ESPN Uncensored, which was amazing. So there you go. Let's get to top five TV shows of the year. And I, what's funny about this on my list, um, three of my shows are, are not on the air anymore. Um, <laughs> so that's just something about these lists. Um, honey, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that my number five and my number one are two of your three shows that aren't on the air anymore. Uh-huh. Um, number five is United We Fall, which was a one season family comedy that I swear they looked into our life and wrote it, and I'm going to be sad that it wasn't there. Um, it was actually the girl from Tyena, who you also might recognize as the little girl from Life with Mikey, the movie with Michael J. Fox and the child star. Oh. Okay. And then um, Will Sasso from Mad TV. So um, number four um, was American Housewife. Uh, number three was Superstore. Number two was Impractical Jokers, including Dinner Party and Misery Index, Don't Make Me Choose. <laughs> and number one um, is the now defunct, sadly, One Day at a Time. Mm-hmm. I'll go next because my list is pretty similar, honey. Um, I, I, 
I did not separate Joker shows because they're two different shows to me. So um, the, uh, the main Practical Jokers, I've never put on my top five, but Dinner Party doesn't count. So um, United We Fall, number five. Number four, um, The Misery Index. Number three was Agent the Shield. Had a great year, great finale. I loved it. Um, the Practical Jokers Dinner Party, which was a, had been fantastic during this pandemic. I give them credit for that show, especially the last couple of weeks have been great. Um, and then One Day at a Time, a show that Mandy got me into on Netflix at the very beginning of the pandemic. I binged the entire thing in like a weekend and then watched the last season with her. And then they sadly canceled it, unfortunately. But if, if, you, if you want a great show, go on Netflix and binge One Day at a Time. It's a great However, show. we're counting it as a TV show and not a Netflix show because we actually DVR'd and watched yes, it. We that was my rule mm-hmm. for this category is if I could DVR it, it counted. Right. And we discussed that. So, all right. Um, Dad, go. No piercer. Okay. Did he say nose piercer? No. 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 No piercer. I was like, is that just a show where they watch, you watch people get their nose pierced? That's kind of suck. Yeah. yeah, And they're not wearing gloves and every, all the needles are dirty. (laughs) Okay, guys. I'm going to put the Coquito down for a little bit yes. now. <laughs> yeah, that like, might be a good idea. It's that show we always see promoted during AEW that okay. we start through the commercials. It's that okay. The one is Avenue 5. It's on HBO with uh, Hugh Laurie from House, the science fiction one. Okay. Then the next one is Next, about the artificial intelligence, like in Siri and Google. My number two is Stargirl. Okay. And the number one, and I don't, I'm surprised you guys didn't have this, The Mandalorian. Because that's not television, that's streaming. That's no, streaming. it's television. It's, it's streaming. a television show. It's a streaming. Yeah, there are two categories. It's a streaming show. It's oh, a television man. show that it's has a streaming. Get out of the way. Did look, I use that right? Dad, Dad, look at our run sheet. It says streaming shows. It's a different category. That's how we did the show this year. Ay, ay, ay. Sal, take it. I watched it on television. It was streaming, though. Sal, take oh. it. Uh, uh, my number five, uh, honestly, I, I, I struggled making this because I didn't watch a lot of regular TV. So I just threw Jersey Shore in there because I kind of <laughs> feel like I had to. Um, Family Guy, because it got funny again. Uh, Rick and Morty, even though the season was like literally like three or four episodes. Uh, Bob's Burgers, because I'm in love with Tina. And the Connors, because I'm obsessed with Roseanne, even though Roseanne's dead in the show, and they actually made the whole pandemic thing really funny, so I appreciated that. I'll give them that. That's good. I like how that sounds. Um, Oh, and I'm going to also say, uh, skip me for the next one, because I literally put none for the next category, because I did not watch any show on the next thing. Perfect. I will say it because I only, funny part is most of my watching was off of this. The next category is top five Netflix shows and I only have three because most of my shows are off Netflix. So. (laughs) Can I have have your five extras and your two extras? Because I feel like all I did was fucking watch Netflix. (laughs) The problem is, honey, I watch shows but they weren't on Netflix, I realized. Holy shit, did I watch Netflix for all of us. Let me just (laughs) read off my three shows and then we'll just throw it to Andy and Dad. So Fuller House, the Big Show Show, and Cobra Kai. Those are my three shows that I actually watched on Netflix. Um, Dad, why don't you go next? Hey, give me a second here. Uh, <laughs> Walking Dead. On Netflix? Yep. <laughs> okay, sure. The Not Witcher. 
<laughs> Number three is Lost in Space. Okay, that one counts. <laughs> the Umbrella Academy. And the number one, Stranger Things. Okay. That 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 counts as a Netflix show. Even the CJ that's up to that show too. That works out. Honey, go ahead. You've okay. watched a lot of Netflix on this pandemic. So go ahead. Okay. So I'm gonna take your two and I'm gonna add Fuller House and Big Show Show. And I'm gonna take your five and I'm gonna add Queer Eye, Atypical, uh, Glow. Ashley Garcia and Family Vacation. Not and glow. Then, I don't forget glow. Don't and then glow. here's my actual five. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I'm throwing out the challenge flag. No, you're not. Go. Yes, I am. They sure. didn't use that. Sure is on TV. Go ahead. Anyway, so my actual five are um, is Selena the series. Okay. Sweet Magnolias, Mr. Iglesias, which is a hysterical, hysterical underrated show. Which I still have to watch, by the way. <laughs> yes. Number two is The Great British Baking Show, because that has been my therapy. And number one is Schitt's Creek. Which, again, I gotta continue. I still have to watch that. I have to get back to it. I'm in the middle of season one. I have to get back to it. <laughs> Warning, the first season isn't fantastic, but the sixth season more than makes up for it. I've been hearing that a lot from people. I've been hearing that a lot. I almost didn't make it through the first season, and I'm actually very, very glad that I, I forced myself. The problem is with me. I you, the thing is, you're able. Your 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 therapy during work has been streaming Netflix shows, and my therapy during work has been listening to audiobooks. So, like, we both have our therapy. Actually, so. um, just on a side note, if if you're listening and I you you're my boss, I do not watch Netflix while I work. <laughs> God damn it, Blake. And I don't listen to audiobooks when I work either. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, top five non-Netflix streaming shows of the year. This is where I would like how to drop shows off my list because I including had, Disney Plus. Disney Plus is included as a non-Netflix streaming service. <laughs> Matter of fact, two of my shows here are from Disney Plus. So, um, Dad, why don't you go? Okay, Ian. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> See, my phone has my run sheet on. That's the difference. Do you know what I mean? I got a phone call in the middle of things. Okay. Then mute yourself. Nah, okay. Okay. 911 Lone Star. Okay. 911. Those are TV shows, though. Okay. They are streaming. They do stream. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah, those are streaming shows. Chicago Fire. Wait a minute. I think you're missing Chicago the TV show. You can watch them on Peacock, okay? Just let the man have it. No. <laughs> yeah, is it? Okay, cool. Um, my five. I, I put Stamina Bell from Peacock because it was it was fun. It was way more fun than it deserved to be. Um Animaniacs over on Hulu. The reboot was great. I put Diary of a Future President Disney Plus. That was a family show for us. So I, I wanted to make sure I included that. Over on Amazon Prime, I really, really enjoyed the first season of Upload. So that was that was really good. And then, of course, number one, Mandalorian. This is the way. Um, Sal, go ahead. Uh, I picked Mandalorian, even though I haven't really started it yet, but I know it's good, so I'm just going to include it. Um, I picked uh, Animaniacs, even though I've only watched a few episodes, but I already love it. Oh, good. Uh, Saved by the Bell. I have to watch the last two episodes, but I already love it. Um, I picked a, 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 the uh, it's a cartoon called Central Park. It's on Apple TV+. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus. It's the, the one with uh, Josh Gad. Uh, very funny. 
And uh, my number one was uh, Hulu, I believe it's on. And it's uh, Love, Victor, which is that Love, Simon spinoff show, which I absolutely loved. Sounds good. Honey, go ahead. Okay, so this one was far harder for me because we have Hulu with commercials, and I'm a commercial snob, so I will watch anything on Netflix over Hulu for that reason and that reason alone. Fair enough. <laughs> um, so uh, my first show is uh, Shrill, which is based off of the Lenny West uh, memoir, and um, it's just about a, a fat girl, so yeah. Um, four is Saved by the Bell. Three is Kitchen Nightmares because yes, that, that makes me so happy. You know that was been a, that is okay. I've been told a quick story. Kitchen Nightmares has been the show on Peacock that if Manny's in a bad mood, I'll put on Kitchen Nightmares. It is uncensored, and I will always get a smile on her face every single time. <laughs> it makes me so happy when he calls or he tells people to fuck off, and I can actually like hear it. Yeah, it's this this whole, so like the whole station on Peacock with Kitchen Nightmares Uncensored. So, okay, back to <laughs> Anyway, um, number two for me is one that I watched this year. I don't, I, I think it came out last year because it was on your list last year, but High School Musical, the Musical, the Musical, the Series, the Musical, the Series. Musical Series? We forgot a series in there. Don, Don, me, and Mandy, when we watched the High School the Musical, the Musical, the Series, the Christmas holiday special, that was the first episode of the show we ever watched together. That was the first time we watched the show together. And then um, my number one is Diary of a Future President. because such a good Gina show. Rodriguez, that was so good. Gina Rodriguez is a goddamn gift, and we do not deserve her. Fair enough. All right. So, last category here. It is top five movies you are looking forward to in 2021. And just to clarify... Uh, HBO Max, Disney Plus, movie theaters, everything is included in here because, well, I, I don't plan on going to a movie theater probably most of this year. So that's how it works. So I'll throw it to Sal first. Sal, top five movies you're looking forward to in 2021. As I yawned, um, I, I mentioned this, I think, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Tom and Jerry movie that's, you know, been a thing for like eight, nine years now. I'm finally very excited that it's going to be a thing next year or this year by the time this airs, um, Sing 2, because I loved the first one. It was cute. Uh, Coming to America, the sequel, uh, because uh, I loved the first one. Um, uh, the Many Saints in Newark, which is that um, Sopranos movie. Uh, Spider-Man, because I'm very intrigued by how they're going to pull this off with the multiverse. And as an honorable mention, because I was freaking out about it the other day, uh, the Sister Act 3 movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's coming out in 2021, though. I think it's, I think it's 2022. But, so, oh, is it uh, really? Okay. Then never mind. Yeah. Um, I'll go because you mentioned two of my movies. And The Many Saints in Newark, it's because, I forgot that was coming out next year. I completely forgot that was coming out next year. Um, I think it was supposed to be out already, right? I, I completely forgot about that movie. Um, Spider-Man 3, because it didn't have a name yet. Um, West Side Story, because the more I hear about this, the more I want to see it, even though I think it's a blasphemy they made me in West Side Story, but I'll still see it. Um, Enchanto, and it, mainly because it's Limo More Miranda, and it's a Disney movie, and that equals to great for me, which then leads to my top movie, which is the same movie I had last year at number one <laughs> that's coming out in June this year, <laughs> and I'll be in the Heights. <laughs> so there you go. Um, honey, you go ahead. Okay, well, my number five is Cinderella, the one with Camila Cabello, because oh, yeah, literally, because yeah. literally, I could not find anything else this year or this upcoming year that I gave a damn about, so I just shoved that in there. 
However, if Sister Act 3 does come out, know that that takes that spot. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Space Jam 2. <laughs> <laughs> because, again, I had nothing, and it's Space Jam. And it's already so, max, so you don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Again, it's just Space Jam, so. Um, number three, West Side Story. Number two, Wicked, because I hope that happens. So do I. I forgot about and, that. And number one is In the Heights. But again, like, you should talk to me about TV and not movies. Well, I, that's just what we have here. Dad, go for it. Tom and Jerry for number five. Number four is Black Widow. Number three is the Spider-Man movie. <sighs> number two, I would wow. probably say West Side Story. And number one that I'm looking forward to that? is <laughs> Underdog. A man whistling. Oh. oh. No. Um, it written down? Crap. Did you fall asleep on us? Like, what's going on? <laughs> no, my uh, my Word document is not opening right now. Um, oh, crap. It's good that you'll have more time after the, during the next segment to figure Black out. Black Widow. Or is that Black Widow? Nice. We'll go with it. <laughs> I did say Black Widow. Is it, there, is it like the Eternals? He's really excited year? about it. Then. Cool. He wants Eternals to see it coming out next year. <clears throat> He's coming out next year. Like, there are movies coming out next year. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. The Batman movie. Is that with, uh, what's his name? Okay. Um, the guy from... Uh... <laughs> The Vampire World story. Robert Pattinson? Okay. That's it. All right, so. Wait, that's actually coming out next year? I think so. I'm not sure. Or this year? Whatever. We'll find out. We'll find out. All right. Let's go to commercial. We'll come back. We got awards to hand out. Let's do that after the break. I got to thank Scott Tofty for that music. I totally took that from the year-end show, from the MMX Awards, because I really like that music. So Scott Tofty wrote that for us for the MMX Awards. So I play it here. All right. So um, the 2020 year-end awards. So I had this whole presentation set up to share a screen, and I couldn't get it to work. So instead, we're just, I sent it to Sal, and we'll go, and we will read off the categories and go through everything that way instead. Um, so Sal, let's go to our first award, which is host of the year. Actually, honey. Since you're not one of our three hosts, why don't you tell us the nominees for host of the year? Y'all. There you go. Perfect. Y'all. Perfect. So Sal. Is that kind of like, is that kind of like um two? I'm going to assume that it's the Blake and Sal show with Mark. And those Perfect. are your three Thank nominees. Thank you. I, you know what? I threw it to you on purpose because I knew you'd give a why that's the answer. It's exactly what I expected. Thank you. <laughs> so I have to say. This, the awards, the voting for this year, the awards were insane and close. <laughs> they were really close this year. Um, the final tallies. Sal, if you click on your spreadsheet, the thing that I sent you, it will come up for each person's votes. Uh, oh. Oh, oh, I see how it was. There you go. <laughs> oh. Hey, you cheater. I didn't cheat. I did not cheat. You cheater. Just read off who we uh, so, oh. so me 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 and dad both got forty-four votes and 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 Blake the cheater got forty-five. How convenient. 
So, yeah, I did win this category. It was close, though. Like, funny part, if you're watching the votes on this thing, it went back and forth between the three of us the entire time. <laughs> it was actually pretty crazy when you watched it. It was actually pretty crazy. All right, let's move on. Our next category is the special event episode of the year. Now, I want to say something I didn't say on the air when we did the nominations. The winner of the, the winning show we're going to do again in 2021 on a week we need off. I know there's going to be at least two weeks we're going to need off this year on the calendar already. So, <laughs> so one of those weeks we will do the winning, we'll do a second episode of the winning award here. How's that sound? So, okay. So if you, we'll go through this one. I'll do this one. Um, Family Feud came in last with 13 votes. The Wrestling Jeopardy, which I love doing that show, came in at 14 votes. Um, the Wrestling Fights that Mandy hosted which was, I've got our anniversary show, which feels like so long ago now, um, came in with 19 votes. Um, name that tune that we did for the Wrestling Podcast Association um, 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 podcast-a-thon came with 23 votes. And the winner, hosted by Sal, with a whopping 60 votes. Hell yeah, bitches. With who wants to be a Bitcoin millionaire? <laughs> <laughs> I like to thank the small people that if I didn't have the opportunity to step on you to get ahead, I would have never gotten ahead. You're welcome. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, That's why he's the villain podcasting. Oh, man. All right. Next category is analyst of the year. And this was fun to go through. It's 2020. So things got a little heated and a little crazy. And I decided, well, okay, well, um, Dad, why don't you tell us the nominees for Analyst of the Year? Y'all. Oh, hang on one second. <laughs> y'all. Yeah, y'all. Hang on. My, uh, where the hell did it go? That's difficult. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. It was Scotty, Mike, me, Christian. There you go. Thank you. Yes. Huh? It was Mandy, <laughs> Christian, Scotty, and Mike. There you go. Um, <laughs> so, Christian. Got seven votes right. this year, even though he won last year. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, honey, you came in at 28 votes at the end of this one this year. And we actually had a tie. And I did not feel like dealing with re-votes. Um, <laughs> Scotty and Mike both got 49 votes. <laughs> Wait a minute. I demand a recount. Man, I did it twice. I did the math twice. Uh, <laughs> um, Calm down, Gino. the Supreme Court. So, I, I did talk to both of them, and they both sent in acceptance speeches. So, let's start. Hey, yeah. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. Thank you, Blake and South Show, for awarding me, Mike, the best analyst of the year. Well, co-analyst of the year, Scotty, very well deserving, of course. Um, but let's talk about me. 
I thank you guys so much. It's always been fun and a pleasurable experience being on your show. I always have enjoyed my time throughout the years being on the show, of course, which is probably why you keep having me come back. And also, I think we can all agree that the real popularity is not actually me. It's all in the theme song. So, Blake, a little bit of this award goes to you too, bud, because if it wasn't for you choosing that theme song, I probably would just be an afterthought. Thanks, guys, and I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thank you a lot. Hey, guys, it's Scotty. Uh, first and foremost, I uh, just wanted to congratulate Mike as the other winner of the Analyst of the Year. I uh, haven't met the guy, but your conversations that I've had with him, uh, very intellectual when it comes to sports. Um, sounds like a great guy overall, so sharing this award with him, uh, it's very, very honored. Um, I'm very honored. Um, and as far as winning it again, uh, honored to say the least. Um, wasn't on the show much past a few, few months. Had a lot of, uh, obligations and busy life right now um doing a lot of coaching and preparing to buy a house and raising two kids so um the times that i was on the show it was it was fun um glad to put in my input on some of the sports stuff uh as you know sports is my life soccer and hockey rule my life so um just very honored and happy to share this award with Mike again and look forward to being on in the future. I'd like to note that I actually did not listen to those before um, I played them because I didn't have time. <laughs> I didn't have time to do that. So that was really interesting. Um, I have a feeling I'm going to end up putting the video up from that up on, YouTube, up, up on the Instagram page because that was too damn funny. Watching check that. Read your text really quick, Blake. I just saw it. I just saw it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Nobody's saying anything. <laughs> Last category. Look at that beautiful face. Last category. Special guest of the year. Special guest of the year. Yes, honey, you are beautiful. Um, oh. Sal, I'll give you that 20 later. Sal. Why don't you tell us who was nominated for special guest of the year? Uh, we had uh, coming in tied with 21 votes apiece. We had Rich Fan and John Parker. Yes. Uh, but then with 27 votes, we had Kelly Wells. And our big winner with 61 votes, Mr. Kyle Crane. Yes. Um, and by the way, he sent in a video. I, again, I'm having issues with the share screen, so I'm not going to play the video, but I'm just going to play the audio from the video instead. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind, I can never get enough. And every time I step up in the building, everybody hands go up.
Hey, Blake and Sal Show listeners, I want to thank you all so much for naming me Special Guest of the Year, uh, even though I haven't been on the show as much in 2020 as I was in 2019. Uh, you know, this time last year, I think, was the 2019 Best of the Year Awards. And, uh, you know, I look back on every time I've been on the show very fondly, but in that particular one, I think I named um, uh, the Ryan Johnson's Knives Out as my movie of the year and not in uh, Avengers uh, Endgame. And uh, Sal told me that uh, that was wrong. And uh, once again, Sal is correct. I think I watched Endgame a few times over quarantine, um, but uh, the, the, end, the end is in sight for quarantine. I think uh, this time next year, uh, we should all be free and hopefully have more availability to be a guest again on the show. But um, we're going to get there. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. This thing is in the end game. <laughs> the end is in sight for this quarantine. And uh, I want to wish everybody a happy holidays. I want to say that uh, I miss you to Mark, Sal, Blake, and Mandy, and the rest of the crew over the Blake and Sal show. Thank you guys for putting on such an entertaining show all the time. And uh, to everybody out there, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. And uh, we'll see you again in 2021. All right. Uh, by the way, I think Kyle got his ears mixed up because he actually went and said that he wasn't on the show a lot this year when he was on the most of anybody else this year. <laughs> I was legitimately about to talk shit about how his speech was too long, but then he mentioned me. So go on, Kyle. That yes. Again, I didn't hear that, so I didn't know that was coming. So there you go. Very cool. Very cool, Kyle. All right. We'll come back. We'll get into all the wrestling stuff because I'm looking forward to this. It's so way cool for the Easter boy Ric Flair to come on here and say a thing or two. Frankly, you all deserve this. Under the sea, under the sea. Oh, what a rush! Oh, what a rush! Oh, get the don't worry, you could have seen the commando. And that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. Stop. Listen. Because. 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 I am Lance Catamaran. All right. Let's get into this. 2020 has been a weird year. It is a strange year. But the funny That's part it. is we were, we were watching the um, Slammies last week, as people are listening to this, and it was weird how they were editing around the pandemic and making it seem like there was like it was completely normal that there were screens up there and like everything else this year. So it was actually really interesting to watch their editing around the pandemic. So um, I think for me, the obvious thing, we'll start with top wrestling story of the year, and the obvious thing is the fact that WWE and AEW kept going despite everything. They they kept going. They 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 went to a central location and they we had the Thunderdome and everything else. So I give them credit. They didn't have to keep going. They did. So honey, what about you? Um honestly that is my story as well. Just the fact that we had consistent entertainment throughout the shit hole of a year has been fantastic and I give them a lot of credit and obviously it hasn't been without faults but overall I feel like um they've done a relatively good job fair enough Sal yeah no I actually chose that as well just the fact that uh you know and everyone you know you include impact with that too you know what I mean like just the, the, the ability for everyone to keep going and you know not have any steady revenue with having crowds and still be able to 
to pull it off and, and all that fun and all that fun stuff with, uh, you know, paying the wrestlers and, and, and renting out the places. Well, you know, not AEW cause they own the place, but yeah. Um, you know, I, I applaud them all. It's true. It's very, very true. Dad, what about you? I think the story for me were, was how like hockey and basketball were able to have some sort of schedule through this whole thing and, and pull it together. And, we it had some hiccups, but it, but it came through. But then I also kind of put down the retirement of The Undertaker, the last ride series. I think that was very uh, eye-opening and emotional. And you can see another side of him that you rarely get to see. <laughs> That's funny. You said that here, but you didn't say that before when we were talking about documentaries. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I saved my ace in the hole. Oh, jeez. All right, let's continue on. WWE, um, we have our categories. As always, this should be interesting conversation. Um, top male WWE wrestler. By the way, in the Sammy Awards, um, Drew McIntyre swept this and um, wrestler of the year, superstar of the year. So this want to throw that out there. <laughs> um, Dad, who is your top male WWE wrestler 2020? You just mentioned Mr. Drew McIntyre. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I said Drew as well. I mean, he's been too he somehow he became a Royal Rumble winner and a two-time WWE champion in a matter of a year in the middle of a pandemic. Like you figure that one out. I don't know how he did that one. Sal. I picked Drew as well. I mean, he made the best out of a really shitty situation, and uh, you have to commend him for that. True. Honey. Okay, so mine is different, but only because I did not choose the same person for multiple categories. Fair enough. So in that case, my top WWE male wrestler is Roman Reigns. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. He has, you know, that's a very good choice as well. But if that yeah. storyline was the whole year, I think I would have picked him. Yes. Yes. And and to be honest, Drew is my pick, but Roman's number two, so that's why he got bumped up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's real with Roman because Roman he 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 helped like he came on. His storyline starts and the SmackDown rating like went up. Like it's crazy how much people really hmm. want to see Roman Reigns. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, because he took I, his I shirt off. Credit, <laughs> I have to give credit for both the wrestlers, but because when WrestleMania came and they didn't have regular WrestleMania, he took something and brought to it all the energy with the storyline. And the emotions with it. So he basically had little things true, and brought them in into the story as best he could. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about Drew again in a few minutes. That's the way Mandy was hinting. So we'll get back to Drew, I think, in a few minutes. Um, top WWE female wrestler. Now, I'm going to start here. And I'm going to say it's obvious if you know me. But at the same time, it's Bailey. And she had the belt for 380 days. That is a ridiculous reign. And she made a, and she had some great matches with Sasha. Her few with Sasha was great. But come on, she had the title right all title pretty much most of the damn year. There, no offense to Asuka or anyone else going on, but yeah, Bailey's definitely top female wrestler for me this year. Honey, I'll throw it to you. Um, I also picked Bailey. I just feel like she was the most consistent character. Um, she was not handed a belt, <clears throat> Asuka. <laughs> True. <laughs> Um, 
at point she had two belts i feel like she evolved in her character you loved to hate her um she turned on sasha finally which everyone's been wanting her to um i just i feel like she's definitely she's evolved and she's only getting better yeah i i would have never guessed that the number one of the number one heels on smackdown in 2020 would have been bailey i would never believe you but it happened it totally happened um sal go ahead uh, Bailey dough straps <laughs> because she she dominated the storyline for the majority of the year and as as old as it got and as annoying as it got it was still a good story so I mean you know like you said she was the top heel of 2020 and you know if you said that two three years ago I think we all would have yelled at each other for saying that so it was it was the Bailey Sasha storyline that we've heard nine hundred thousand times before, but it was reversed, which made it interesting. That's true too. And Sal, to your point, the top heels of twenty twenty were Bailey and Roman Reigns. Think about that. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Say it that way. Yeah, go ahead. Go to you. Women of the year. I got two. I got Asuka Strap, and then I've got Bianca Belair. Ooh, Bianca. There, that's a, that's the prize. Okay. That's a surprise one. I, by the way, honey, I do agree with you that Bianca did get screwed at the Slammies for bringing tire. I don't know why the New Day won when she was nominated. I would never understand that. Because <laughs> she didn't do the dance. Um, oh, and you shouldn't. Anyway, WWE Tag Team of the Year. This should be interesting because there's a bunch, there's a good, some good options here. So, honey, why don't you start? Um, I agreed with everyone else and the Slammies, and I gave it to the Street Profits. I feel like they were very consistent. They made a successful transition to the main roster, which is very, very difficult for, for anyone, let alone a tag team. Um, they, they stayed relevant. Uh, they brought levity to some very difficult situations um, for a little it's bit. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like they were starting to become a joke, and uh, they kind of reeled in, and they got more serious again. So yeah, yeah. profits have found a way. To, I, I'm also taking the profits. The profits have found a way to be serious in the ring and still goofballs and still do great promos and have fun and come out with cups flying at them all the time. Like it's so crazy what they've done this year. And they're still extremely popular. Like and the one, and the I, one had a baby. Yeah, in the middle of it all. In the middle and of it all. I got a question. Go for it. How did they turn the red cups into blue cups? They went to SmackDown. Same reason the Universal Championship changed colors. And they, they went to Costco it. and bought the blue sleeve of cups. Oh, got it. Got <laughs> it. Actually, it was an error, and they decided that instead of firing the dude that bought the wrong cups, they would just go with it. And that's why oh. they transferred them to SmackDown. Fair enough. Got that, it. Go ahead. Attack team, are you agreeing with us? No, I'm going with the Hurt Business. Of course business. not. Hurt Business is still good, though. I'll take Hurt Business. And the reason why I did the Hurt Business is because you could see where the storyline was going and you wanted to culminate, and it finally did. And reason, the other one is that when Retribution came in and the Hurt Business stood against them and they were looking for more people to basically line themselves with, they were kind of like their own little island and no one wanted to do anything with them. So I give credit for that. You know what? Yes. I don't have. But I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. If we're talking tag team, which two members of the Hurt Business are you referring to? 
the ones that currently have Benjamin <laughs> and Cedric. And All right, so Jenner. fuck Bobby Lashley, fuck MVP. <laughs> but, well, MVP just counted their men. Oh, I will not. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know what's funny? I will I, not very I, much. I give MVP some credit for showing up at the Rumble and then becoming like the top manager in WWE. <laughs> That's not Paul Heyman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, the whole comeback thing. Yeah. Edge, blah, blah, blah. He's back. Yada, yada. You know, like it was heartfelt, you know, it's not the hallmark slammies. It was comeback of the year. And for half of the fucking year, we didn't see edge. It wasn't the, he, because he's old. Edge, edge should have gotten moment of the year. You know what, honey? I, I, I'm not even going to argue with you because I agree with you now that I'm th- thinking about it. Where MVP yeah. came back at the Rumble, retired, yeah. and then became the manager of the year. That's not Paul Heyman. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so I, I give Edge all the credit. He should get moment of the I year. But I, I feel you. like overall the comeback, MVP has encompassed the entire thing. True. That's true. Sal, well, what do you tag team? <laughs> He's old. <laughs> you got your... <laughs> Um, I also chose the Street Profits <laughs> because uh, they were entertaining and they won the titles and they brought Bianca Belair into our lives and um, and then we had a poisoning like very Romeo and Juliet-ish. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it was a fantastic story and I will never forget it. Let's just discuss the fact that Montez made a full recovery. I was praying for you, Tez. Hashtag <laughs> pray for Tez. It's a miracle. God bless the man. All right. Let's go to the next one. WWE MVP. This is a tough one. It can go a lot of ways. Um, see, I was torn between Roman and Drew. Honestly, torn between Roman and Drew. So, um, Sal, who do you pick? Uh, I was torn between Roman and Drew. Uh, I winded up going with Drew McIntyre just simply because he was there all year. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it isn't, like I said, it's unfortunate that Roman, you know, took his time off for obvious reasons. Because I really feel like if this, you know, head of the table storyline was just longer, I think it would have been a hell of a year for him. But, but looking forward like to next year. Head- of the table would not have happened had Jimmy not gotten hurt and they needed to do something with Jay. True. So it would not have been able to happen. Um, it, it had to that's work out true. the way it did. That's true, honey. Yeah, that's true. Very good point. That's very good, very good point. Um, you know what? I will say something. What? I'm going to say one, one thing I was talking to you, Dad. The one visual that I will never forget of Drew McIntyre without WrestleMania when he won the belt with nobody there and no silence. Exactly. And he's got it. When he looked at the camera and talked to us at home, that was one of the best moments of the entire year in this pandemic because you felt that at home. You felt that. So I think Drew is the MVP this year. Dad, go ahead. The question I had is, would the head of the table storyline work if he were on Raw? No, because he needs his family. Because Raw sucks. He needs his family on SmackDown. So, anyway, Dad, who's your MVP? Well, this guy is going to surprise you because I neither went with Drew or Roman. Uh-oh. I went with Keith Lee. What? <laughs> I went with Keith Lee. Interesting. From having okay. two belts in NXT, and that was his last <laughs> night, and then coming on to Raw 
I think for him to transition from that was very difficult and emotional, but he has, and he's now making a name for himself in Raw. Okay. And you can tell he's hungry and he wants a championship. So I, I'm giving MVP for, for doing this. Okay. Honey, I know you're going to say to the say MVP, WWE. Drew. Okay, cool. We already knew. I already knew when you said it earlier, when you hinted earlier. <laughs> now, I added a next ponytail. I added a next category this year in all sections, and that was WWE Pandemic mm-hmm. MVP. Who helped you through this pandemic? Who had some fun? Um, and the funny part is, the first person that came to mind when I said that was actually like the Oscar, who was brought us noise and brought us attitude and gave us like a whole different character. And she actually gave us more noise during the, um, the, uh, the PC era than anybody. Like I give them and her and Bailey and Sasha were like the people that brought the noise to their matches and Oscar was crazy. So I got to give it to her. Um, honey, I'm going to go to you last. I know you were talking with some funny stuff you had written down. So I'll throw to you last. Sal pandemic MVP for WWE. Um, I, I chose our truth uh, because okay. I, I really feel like, I mean, as, as stupid as that title is now, but just without him and his goofy antics and circling the ring in the middle of a match and, you know, just pretending he's just the most stupidest person on earth, um, it would make it a lot less enjoyable. So he was my choice. By the Sorry, way, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut in because obviously, by my reaction, our truth is my choice as well. Okay. And I'm also gonna add in the our truth game show to that. Oh yeah, I forgot about oh, yeah. that. <laughs> forgot about that show. That was a great show. That was a great show. I just, I, I think that, and I think I texted this to you during the Slammies. Like, we don't deserve our truth because he, he just, he's, he's a delight to watch. He's just such a cool guy. Yeah, our truth, by the way, did host the Slammies. And it's a must-watch. He was fantastic as host of the Slammies. He was unbelievably fun. So, all right, Dad, who drew WWE Pandemic MVP? I had a certain person, but then I removed him and replaced him with somebody else. Okay, who is Ricochet? Ricochet. Interesting. Why? Ricochet is my person. Because of the underdog story and how he's still going at it and the, like the little engine that could. <laughs> I would give it to Ricochet just for that Eddie move that he pulled that one time. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that goes great. That was great, honey. For <laughs> in the storyline. So uh, with him and the retribution storyline, I had to go with Ricochet. Okay, fair enough. What's good, AEW? AEW, who is – they have been standing out this year as a, a great show. Not going to lie. They've been a great show at times. Um, can we, can we for the sake of time and whatnot, can we just do our, that chunk? Of- yeah, sure. Perfect. He, uh, uh, by the way, I'll, I'll just read out the categories, and I'll throw it to a person. Perfect. Um, it was top male, um, AEW, top female, top tag team, AEW MVP and the AEW Pandemic MVP. I'll, I'll, I'll start just to get it out of the way. Um, John Moxley has about most of the year, so he is the male wrestler of the year. No doubt in my mind. Um, Britt Baker, DMD, entertain me most of this damn year. So human and female for me. The Young Bucks, um, Moxley came for MVP because he's been awesome. And Pandemic MVP, I have to give it mainly because of the fact that they get stuck doing commentary together for like, um, what was it, like they filmed like eight shows in a day. 
because they weren't sure if they were going to be able to film shows. And that was Jericho and Shabani when they got stuck together filming just the two of them for like two days and then like nine weeks of shows. And I give them both credit for that. So there you go. Honey, go ahead. Do you? Um, I have Mox, of course, uh, Britt Baker. Um, I have FTR as a tag team because I feel like they brought like a lot of legitimacy to the tag team division. Um, that because I mean, it, it was really Omega and Paige who were two singles wrestlers that were, were pushed together. So I feel like having FTR get those belts actually brought some legitimacy. Sure. Um, my AEW MVP is Chris Jericho. Okay, I'm good. I like that. I like that. And my pandemic MVP is just Shivani. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally for the way he Wait. acts with no, Britt no, Baker. No, no, Tony, just Shivani. It's it, the, the <laughs> way he acts with Britt Baker, the way he acts, acted on commentary with Jericho, um, the way he does stuff in the ring, how he was so excited to see Sting. It's the uh, stuff he does with Tony Khan. It's the fact that he's, like, okay with getting waxed for a segment. Like, he just... <laughs> like, he had a broken during a segment. Like, come on. Yeah, you can legitimately just tell that he loves to be there and he loves to entertain. He has he has definitely revitalized the commentary tradition over there. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fantastic. So, same go. Go for it. Tony Schiavone is a national treasure and we don't deserve him. We do um, not. <laughs> I, I feel like we don't deserve him or our truth and putting them in the same building may just explode like <laughs> you see this at a, at a convention a comic-con oh my god okay sal go ahead AW, go. uh so obviously i pick mox as my top male because i mean that was kind of obvious um top female i actually put no one i really no. didn't feel like any female in aew was a real breakout i mean Britt baker yeah i i picked, I, I picked Britt baker but not for wrestling yeah, for yeah. outside the ring Outside, yeah, she's the outside of the ring kind of stuff. Um, so I put no breakout star for female. Okay. Top tag, uh, I picked FTR for the same reasons because I feel like they really uh, rejuvenated their tag team division. Uh, MVP, I have a tie of uh, Cody Rhodes. Okay. Uh, and um, Dr. Britt Baker because of her outside stuff and her and her silliness and being in a wheelchair. And uh, Reba Rebel, whatever the fuck her name is. Uh, and my pandemic MVP... I chose John Silver because he has turned into a real funny story in himself, and I was really, I'm really enjoying the whole John Silver obsession that everyone has now. That is funny. That's a funny. I one. also I feel that. like we need to give a shout out to Orange Cassidy for Pandemic MVP. Oh yes, yes. Orange did be great. Orange wait, has been wait, great. wait. That I'll throw it to you. Go with AW. Go. Okay, the top male. I put Darby Allen. Really? Over Max. <laughs> Okay. Because of things he's overcome. The female, I put... Yeah, bad face. I'm surprised it took this long to get the champion on here. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, I don't know. Uh, she shouldn't the beat the team. I put Jurassic <laughs> Express. Because they're always in the hunt. And they'll come up a little bit short. And for... MVP, Was that a joke about Jungle Jack? No. You're the last person to be making a <laughs> no, joke. No, the other about. one. The other one. The other one. just saw it. Marco Stunt. That was good. That was good. Marco Stunt. Uh, my MVP is Orange Cassidy. And for pandemic MVP, it's Orange Cassidy. Really? Because who else can make wrestling so good by putting a pair of sunglasses on and his hands in his pants pocket and not saying a word? Our son. True. I, I will give Orange Cassidy some credit. I mean, he's at the age where his hand is always in his pants, so. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> 
to lose credit. La, 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 la. <laughs> lose credit. He's one of the only people that was able to take his indie gimmick and upgrade, update it enough to work on a national stage. He's one of the few people to be able to pull that off. And I'm sorry, if you can do a kip-up without your hand, like, you are MVP material. Oh, yeah. And I can't even, like, well, Dad can't even spell kip-up. And... <laughs> <laughs> oh, and honey, to follow up on what you were saying, the only person that Dad can make sure jokes about is Marco Stunt. So I <laughs> just want to make a note about that. All right, Marco Stunt, Zelina Vega, and Hornswoggle. <laughs> in that order I um, oh. and all three of them stacked one on top of the other still isn't tall enough NXT NXT same categories honey I'll start with you go alright um, NXT male wrestler is Finn Balor because I feel like he kind of uh, came in and he shook everything up it was getting kind of stale with the same guys um, so I would have to say Finn Balor Balor <laughs> um, my top NXT female wrestler is Rhea Ripley. Um, I mean, she brought the NXT Women's Championship to WrestleMania. Like, let's just take the fact that it would have been at WrestleMania had there been a crowd, too. So, and I, I feel like she um, she just deserves it. She's a badass, and honestly, I don't want her against me. So, um, tag team, I'm going to have to give it to Brizango because they finally, finally won the titles. Like, and this is the year that... I mean, Tyler Breeze cut his hair, and, like, where have you been? Hello. And, and Hello, lady. Talk about, like, Dango got hotter. Like, maybe it's because he's not wearing, like, weird shit all the time. But he <laughs> took away the fur, and he gained hotness. So, like, Breeze Dango, please, yes. Um, my NXT MVP, I'm going to have to go with UE. Okay. Um, I, I feel like, as a group, they – They've done a complete 180, and they've maintained relevancy, and um, I give them credit for working um, around Kyle O'Reilly's uh, diabetes and being able to still keep him um, entwined with everything. Um, Kyle O'Reilly has been able to shine a little bit. They've had injuries, but they've always remained consistent. And then my pandemic MVP, I will have to go with the Garganos. <laughs> Which, by the way, when this and their hatred of wheels. When this episode got up, we will have enjoyed the Gargano Christmas. So just throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> um, I, okay, I'll go next. Um, I went male wrestler, which would be Keith Lee, maybe because he had two belts this year. And again, I did I, I did two the same person for two categories in AEW. I didn't want to do the same thing in NXT. So <laughs> just to be honest, um, top female. I was torn between Rhea and Io. Because Rhea, you're right, she did go to Mania. I just think her whole character went downhill after losing to Charlotte, unfortunately, until she met up with Raina Gonzalez. Until her and Raina got their feud going. Raquel. That's what I meant. Sorry, Raquel Gonzalez. Until their feud started, I felt like Rhea was in a weird state this year. Where Io, she, she was, was but I couldn't pick Io because I just don't like her. Fair enough. Ooh. Tag team, Brizongo was a very good choice. I actually didn't even think about them. It's a very, very good choice. I went with Yui. Because Hello. they have been fantastic this year. Hi, I see that. Um, NXT MVP actually went to Finn Balor for the same reasons, honey, you said for he win male because he kind of revitalized things in NXT when he came over. So that was pretty cool. And um, I totally sold your answer for pandemic MVP because I realized you were absolutely right. And that was the Garganos because they entertained us all year. They made they made chicken. Okay, I am just gonna need you 
I'm going to need you to take out that little part where you said you were absolutely right. I'm just going to need that as a sound bite. Sal, take it away. Yep. Isolate that. Thank you. Um, so I, 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 I'm pretty on board with everyone else so far. I picked Keith Lee as my top male. I picked Io Shirai as my top female. Uh, I picked Brizongo as my top tag because they were really the breakouts this year in the tag team division. Uh, my regular MVP, I picked Johnny Gargano um, and his hatred of wheels. And my <laughs> pandemic MVP, uh, I picked Pat McAfee because we're all surprised by him. And okay. it was actually kind of nice, I'm not going to lie, to be surprised by how decent he was. I, I, you know what? That's a good point. I, I did not think about it that way because he stood out. <laughs> If I all I had to do was watch him do a moonsault, that would be fantastic. But then he opens his mouth and he ruined it all. His yeah, promos though have been great heel heat. To the credit, <laughs> I hate the guy, but his promos have been great heel heat. So now I'm I'm afraid to do this. Dad, what's your winners? <laughs> Top meals, Tommaso Champa. The intensity that he brings. Fair. Top female that she had. Top undisputed era. And my MVP is Kyle O'Reilly. Okay. Yeah. For getting through his injuries, is coming back and wrestler that you would want to have on your roster for not only his attitude was for ferociousness, but and how he's able to overcome obstacles and come back kicking ass. All right. Fair. By the way, for, because I know it cracked out a tiny bit, and I don't want to have Dad repeat, he did say Rhea Ripley for female, just to throw that out there. So yeah, I did hear him through the wall over here. We're next to each other, so I did hear him say that. <laughs> um, real quick, outside, WWE, NXT, AEW, which is always the interesting category because I know Sal and Mandy probably don't have much here, but I went with Kota Bushi as the top wrestler because he did win the G1. And I went with the foundation over in Ring of Honor, Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham. Also, Jonathan Gresham is also not just the tag team, the tag team champions in Ring of Honor. He's also the pure champion. So there you go. Dad, go ahead. I picked Bandito as my top male wrestler. Uh, I picked Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal as tag team. Okay. That works. And it's only because of how well they mesh together. And they'd be able to take our storyline and make it work through everything from this year and hopefully beyond for 2021. Fair. Um, Sal, do you have anything? Yes or no? Yeah. Um, I picked for my outside top wrestler. Um, for you, Boo, I picked Mox because, yeah, I mean, he was overseas as well and champion. So still I think is. he qualifies. He still is. <laughs> and, yeah, and he still is. You're right. Um, and for my top tag, just – because I, I don't know. I, I picked the North. I mean, I don't know. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. They, they did have the belt for like a year, so that's fair. Honey, um, for top tag team, I picked Motor City Machine Guns just for nostalgic reasons. Okay, that's Ooh. cool. I like that. And then for the top wrestler outside of the big three, I picked Jordan Grace just because Ooh. she okay. is an unapologetic big girl who doesn't give a fuck, and I can appreciate that. Fair enough. What is it? Game recognizes game? Yep. Perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um, overall, we'll, we'll, quickly, I'll do the same thing we did last year. So this is best wrestling TV show, worst wrestling TV show. 
favorite match of the year and least favorite match of the year. I'll go first. NXT, I've been saying it is my favorite TV show, period. I've been saying that for years. It's not surprising to anybody. The worst TV show on TV, and we've talked about this recently, is Raw. It is bad. It is bad right now. <laughs> it's like, wow. Um, match of the year was tough for me because I had a whole bunch written down and a couple of them at Wrestle Kingdom last year. But I went with the Bung Bucks and FTR because of the storytelling and just great in that match. And least favorite match of the year, this should not surprise anybody, it was Bray and Braun in the Swamp Match, which was a disaster of a segment that was so bad. Sal, go. Um... I picked Dynamite as my best show because, you know, I'm a fanboy and that's what I do. Uh, worst is Raw because fuck Raw. Um, my favorite match, I had, a, I had a difficult time. I did pick the Boneyard match, the Taker-AJ Styles match, just because it was interesting and different. And, you know, it was Taker's last WrestleMania, now that we know. Um, my least favorite, I literally wrote down anything that involved Lana. So all those uh, Bobby Lashley and Rusev matches, um, this wow. recent storyline with her and, and being put through tables. So that, that, that I, I include all that. Fair enough. Um, honey, go. NXT is the best. Raw is the worst. I loved the stadium stampede. I, I just, I, I, I thought, was, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. Um, it was just, 10 guys who love the sport and who were just having fun. Um, and, then, and getting suplexed 100 yards. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that happened. I mean, it was funny, but there were also some, like, fantastic spots. Um, yeah, that's so much fun doing it. Exactly. Um, and then my least favorite match of the year, you'll appreciate this, boo, was Lana versus the table. <laughs> which, by the way, lost in that rivalry thing of the Slammies, which is hysterical to me. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, Dad, go. The best is NXT. The worst is NWA Power. Oh, yeah, that does count. That does count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite match? Yeah, I'm going to go tie the Boneyard with AJ and Taker, and then the Edge Orton. Last man standing match. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that one. And the worst match of the year. It's got to go with uh, Retribution versus everybody. Okay. I'll give you that. I'll I'll allow that. I'll allow it. Because I'm down with slotting the tables. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right. Let's go to a quick commercial. We'll come back. We'll get into our predictions of 2020 and this year. All right, 2020 predictions. Let's look back at what we did I'm here. afraid. I'm always afraid. I know. Well, the funny part is I literally got these clips about 20 minutes before we recorded. I was so behind today, so I, I just heard these. So luckily, I'll be able to put them down in very short snippets. So I'll start with mine. These are my three. I'm going to say AEW will add a secondary men's championship and Luchasaurus will be his first champion. I was so close. I was halfway there. <laughs> If I didn't add that and, I would have got that one right. I would have got that one right. <laughs> Then again, I didn't expect the Cody thing to happen, so that's what it was. So, um, my number two, Shayna Baszler will win the Royal Rumble and defeat Becky Lynch to win the Royal Women's Championship at WrestleMania. Oh, I couldn't be more. Uh, she, she did face Becky, but all the rest of that other that was wrong. Everything else was wrong. <laughs> um, and finally. 
Um, number three for me, and this is something I'm. This is my long <laughs> shot pick. And his NWA power will be part of the WWE Network tiers when they get announced around WrestleMania. The problem is here: the tiers never got announced because of the pandemic. The tiers never got announced. That was supposed to be. So we could throw that one out. Yeah, that never happened because the pandemic ruined that entire tiers thing that was supposed to happen. All right, Sal, you're up. Boy. Um, CM Punk will wrestle at some point this year, either. Mania <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think you're basing that off the fact that he was on backstage. I think that's where I came from. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, I'm going the opposite of what Kyle said. I'm going to say Impact will go out of business and be purchased by AEW. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, the that was close. <laughs> if you ask Tony Khan, he has the money to buy it if you're watching commercials on <laughs> <laughs> Although we if you haven't watched this week, it's up on our Instagram page. It's fantastic. Uh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'll get to it this weekend. Seven million, seven billion, seven million dollars should be enough to buy this company. <laughs> That's it. Okay, moving on. Last one. Uh, my last one is uh, Vince McMahon will be taking a significant step back at the uh, by the end of the year with Triple H taking full control. Boy, I wish that would happen. Yeah, I, mean, I wish that would happen too. <laughs> Well, All right, Dad. The pandemic kind of forced a different situation. Uh, well, it it wasn't good. <laughs> it wasn't good. All right, Dad, you're up, and it's oh, not. Boy. I think you did the best out of everybody. I actually think you did the best. <laughs> Mine is for ROH to have better programming. Oh, please, damn it! <laughs> and you know what? Their show when they came back to the pandemic has actually been a great show. It's actually been a fantastic show yes. with pandemic. So I will give you that one. Because they completely changed their format. They changed everything about their show <laughs> this year. <laughs> and he had nothing to do with it because he's still not with the company because of his um is his whole situation. All right. Minus for AEW to okay. be a bigger threat for WWE. What's a bigger threat? What's your definition of a bigger threat? Meaning the ratings will be better and okay. have a little bit better product. Okay. I'm gonna give this to him because AEW beat Raw in 1849 recently. That happened. <laughs> that actually happened. <laughs> like, yeah, that's funny. That did happen. Like, AEW. I'm pretty sure the Raw. video of the Yule Log beat Raw in the ratings. Probably did. They probably did. Probably. That's the sad part. Beat Raw. What was that, Dad? The SpongeBob reruns beat Raw. <laughs> probably did. People watch that all the time. I've seen the ratings. All right, last one. John Cena comes back for WrestleMania to wrestle his last match. Actually wrestles and not retires. Wow. I think he actually went three for three. <laughs> this year, which is crazy when you think about it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive, actually. Um, so Kyle Crane was here with us last year. I didn't go through all of his. Um, one of him was actually like impact survives a year. Like one of those one of his. But no, his last one And thrives. Yeah, his last one though. Was I have to play this because, wow, this is really strangely accurate. Uh, further, okay, this is, I'm a bit of a doomsayer here, but I honestly think this is going to happen. I think we're going to have a further decline in ratings. I think NXT and AEW are going to fight over some loose spare change, and I think SmackDown loses its Fox contract. You know, that last one didn't happen because SmackDown ratings went up, but the other part of that actually pretty much came true. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's scary. <laughs> you think about it, how accurate that came. 
All right, let's get through our 2021 predictions. Um, honey, you haven't said much oh. through last year's, and I'll start with you. Go ahead. All right. Um, Bianca Belair will be a champion by the end of 2021. Ooh, I like that. Um, Undisputed Era will break up, and Kyle O'Reilly will become the star. Mm. An actual women's tag team will hold the belts, and not <laughs> two singles wrestlers that they throw together. Okay, <laughs> just just to um throw it out there, the Riot Squad they count of the team. Do Mandy and Dana count of the team? I would count them as a team because they're okay. kind of just, just to clarify. For they're marketing year. themselves as a tag team. Yeah, I, for next year. what yeah. I'm saying is not just throwing two singles wrestlers together and calling them a tag team, yeah. like uh, Naya and Shayna. Like Charlotte and Asuka. And honestly, I would even say Bailey and Sasha because when they put them together, it was not under the basis that they would be a tag team. They weren't the ball to talk They ended up anymore. winning the belts. And, exactly. <laughs> and then I just want to throw a fourth one out there that Adam Page will become the one to dethrone Kenny Omega. Ooh, ooh, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Um, Sal, go. And I just, I, one last thing is. I had to add the number three about the women's tag team because my original third one was that Charlotte would spend an entire year without the belt and then she had to go and fuck that up before I could even say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> um, my, my hatred of retribution continues and um, they will break up because they're pointless. Um, my okay. number two is Raw will go back to two hours. Damn it! I wrote that down as one of mine. Did you? I wrote that down as one of mine. <laughs> and my number three is this AEW Impact Wrestling feud thing is going to continue. Uh, Tessa Blanchard is going to join AEW to add to the storyline with her leaving Impact, and Kenny Omega is going to win the Impact Championship by the end of the year. For you two who think it's going to go to two hours, do you want it to go to? From seven to nine or eight to ten? Um, eight to ten Eastern time, so seven to nine for us. That's how I'm looking at it. So, just like just like NXT and AEW, same kind of time slot. So, same thing. That's actually. So I'll go next because I did say that as my last one. Where I'll go back to two hours. I'm really hoping that happens. Where USA realizes that they're losing money with that third hour. I really am waiting for that to happen. Um, I'm gonna go with something that Styles yeah. did two years ago. And Big E is going to be a main eventer by Money in the Bank. Anyone catch that? Okay. Yes, e. I heard you. Okay, making sure. Yeah. But I, my, it, said, it said my um, connection was going a little bit, so I make sure you heard me. And then I have, I, I have my championship. I want to see who's going to win a belt. I think Top Flight is going to be the AEW Tag Team Champion by the end of the year. Yeah, I can see that. Dad, go. Uh, my third joins Retribution and become a strong force. Okay. The second one is Ross rating slip and USA decides to say enough's enough and you got to go. Ooh. Uh, my first one is that They're going to have up into the main roster, but an injury. 
injury happens to him that basically prevents him from doing that. Who, who's going to the main roster? Because we only heard with heard roster and injury. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, he's going to get called okay. up, but he's going to have an injury that prevents him from actually being on the main roster. Fair enough. All right. Just Kyle O'Reilly, not Yui? That's just Kyle O'Reilly. Just Kyle O'Reilly. All right. Just wanted to clarify. That's what I heard. All right. What's last commercial? We'll come back. We'll wrap all this up for the year. All right. Um, as always, I got to do the roll call of thank yous for this year. First of all, our guest list. We had Kyle Crane from Theme Park. That's Frankie DeFalco from Bruce City Wrestling. Rich Fan and Kyle and Kelly Wells and Zach Haydorn, all from and Top Stump, all from the torch. Um, John Parker from That Minute. Matt Florek from Quack Attack Podcast. Um, Mike Pankow from Windy City Slam. Um, David Calypso, he was here, our old boss. Open my wrestling night. Hayden Glead, who I have to check in with. I haven't talked to him in a while. From ProWrestling.net. Kurt Hoffman. Um, Nick Hoffman from Wrestling Inc. Maria Gonzalez from Beat'em Up Wrestling. And Lizzie from Random Chatter. Um, our analysts, all the people that were nominated, because we didn't really have a whole lot of other people come on the show this year because of the pandemic, and that was Mandy, um, Christian, Scotty, and Mike. Um, to the people who invited me on their show, all about the Mount Disney podcast. I was over there six times this year. That minute. Uh, Wildcat Minute, Bernicke ABCs, a um, the one, one League of the Rhone, one inning at a time, and also that man, um, that man beyond. Rest in peace, Scott Holden, who passed away this year. All right, um, our general thank you, Sal. Want to start us off from the host? Go. Uh, just uh, a general thank you to uh, everyone involved, y'all. Um, so that made uh, made life a little easier this year uh, with our little get-togethers once a week. People that constantly listen to our show, thank you. We would be Um, mediocre without you. Sorry, it's 15 because I've been working from home, so. (laughs) I have to say, um, the pandemic has affected all of our podcasting numbers in general, so I'll just throw that out there. Dad, I'll throw it to you next. Uh, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to do this uh, with you um, and Mandy for coming on and giving your views and insights. Uh, and of course, Christian for coming, popping on and his, having his little things. And, and Liddy, of course, can't forget her. And the dogs, <laughs> Brian and Callie. Is that the dogs? <laughs> the dogs. Okay. Appearance once in a while. Uh, thank people that listen to us for everyone that is uh, our family situation. And 2020 was kind to anybody. And if I had one main, it's that. All right. Um, I'll go now. Wrap us all up here. Um, Thank you to, first of all, Mandy, who put up with me, put up with my podcast, Passion This Bell, again this year. I always thank her first because she is the most important person that helped me out with this stuff every single year. Um, Sal and Dad, who apparently just dropped off, um, they, they've been kind of my constant, especially during this pandemic. The two of them have been my constant during this pandemic every single week. I know I can come over here for at least an hour or so and just get away from the outside world. So that's been awesome. Um, 
Thank you, Christian, who's been jumping on every so often throughout the year. And also, I just want to give a shout-out again to Mandy because not only has she been putting up with this show, she's been working from home. She's been teaching. She's been putting up with Christian. She's been doing a lot more than I really have been this past. Okay, I'm going to work. So I do want to give a full shout-out to her for that because not only did she put up with me, she puts up with everything else around this house. And so I just want to say that. So round of applause. So, um, I would not be the same without her here and you here, honey, just to say that. Okay, so, all right, let's get out of here for this year. Before I hit the music, I do want to plug one thing. Um, Defy the Mighty Ducks will be returning in April of 2021 for the final season of Defy the Mighty Ducks covering D3 the Mighty Ducks. So, that is coming up in 2021. All right, let's end this show and... I, I always like to end the show if I'm closing with something from Broadway, and Broadway was shut down for most of this year. But I went with the show um, Jack Little Pill that was nominated for the most Tony Awards, even though there won't be a Tony Awards as it looks like right now. So I went with Do What I Know from Jack Little Pill. So, all right, Sal, let's get out of here. Go. Uh, for more information on our show, including where you can hear our show, uh, just go to our website, theblakestyleshow.com, our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages and comments or leave a rating and review and we will read it on the show yes as me and dad said last week come on send, send something in we want to read about it beginning of 2021 um so we will be okay so i report to the wisconsin podcast association go to wisconsinpodcast.com and support us there honey anything you want to plug going into 2021 Amanda bands comes back in the beginning of 2021 i had to take a little break but i will be back at it um and the climb is in may this year and it's outdoors and it's my birthday weekend so i'm super excited oh honey i want you actually i want to throw something out there that i don't think you're expecting me to say we um you and me are now running a books a bookstagram but why don't you tell a bit more about that with us um we both like trashy romance novels so we're gonna write about them on instagram and the name of our, our our what's our instagram handle Happily Ogre After. There you go. Um, Dad, so say your thing. Go. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And we've made the most of what we can of 2020. And we are so hoping and praying 2021 is a hell of a lot better than the shitstorm we got in 2020. So if you want to go to any wrestling organization to get feedback news or keep in touch with these people, please do so because – they are entertaining and doing entertaining things for you, the fans, and they appreciate everything that you're doing because of this wonderful pandemic that we have. So please patronize your wrestling organizations, buy their merchandise, you know, uh, put up the signs, wear the t-shirts, do anything you can to help sponsor them because, hey, they're going to appreciate this in 2021, believe me. All right. Um, next week, our first official show of 2021. That's not this one. Um, it's going to be a packed show because we have the NFL playoffs starting. NHL's coming back. Um, Rest of Kingdom will have happened. There's going to be a lot going on on our next show. So come and join us for that. Um, just throw us out there. I, if you have the opportunity to get vaccinated, please get vaccinated. And get, it, just, let's slowly get out of this pandemic. All right. Let's get out of here. Honey, thank you so much for taking time out today to do this with us. Thank you, guys. Um, Thank you. I'm Blake. I'm Blake. I'm Sal. I'm Mark. 
Hey, be nice to each other, and we love you guys. And we know 2021 is going to be a better year for everyone. And you've been listening to The Blake and South Show. Have a good day, everybody. See ya. See ya in the next year. I said Sal. I don't know why he didn't start yet. Because we couldn't hear you. Yeah, you're breaking up. Oh, so Sal, start us off. Top three, read them off. Go. Okay. Uh, we, I'm going to read all three of them, or we're going to go one one by read one? Read all three of them, sweetie. Yeah. Okay, Dad. Dad, we can't Oy hear you. We can't hear you. Dad, we can't hear you. Why you figure this out? I'll take it. And <laughs> Dad, we can't hear you. Stop talking for a second so you can hear us. Okay. Okay. You figure out your connection issue. I'm going to mute you. And Sal, take it. I'm trying to mute him. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I can't hear you. Oh my no. god, he won't go away. I'm trying to mute him. I'm, I'm not the host. Honey, you gotta make me the host. I'm not the host. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Click on me and press on host. Try again, Dad. Dad, try again. Talk. Okay, hand. Talk. Now. Can you hear me Talk. Now? Yes. Okay. Talk. No. Talk. okay. Batteries, go. You know what I realized? I put the wrong one in the mixer. So there you go. Whatever. That was the old one. Eh, whatever. It's fine. That was a nice surprise. I like to hear the nose ring comment every once in a it's while. It's been a long time since I played that. <laughs> Thank you so very much. Goodbye. And good night. Bye.